0: Welcome back to Bearded, Wholesome, and All Things Baltimore podcast. I'm the host, Matt Trigger. With me today is former Ravens cornerback and currently retired and living the good life on the golf course, Corey Ivy. How you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. How you doing? Thanks for joining the show today. I see that you are at a a charity golf event, enjoying your your day out in the sun. How's that going for you?
1: It's going good, man. This this is this is golf before the charity event tomorrow. You know, I'm in town for um, Ed Reed's golf tournament. And um, he had his little cigar party last night, man, and it was a good time just being back in Baltimore, a place that I used to play, and the fan support is tremendous and I'm uh, just happy to be back.
0: That's, we, we did love you while you were here, man. You had two stints in Baltimore. You were here in uh, 2006 through 2008 and then again in 2009. Um, I know that you came into the league in, you know, 2000, and mm-hmm. you you won a Super Bowl with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers playing on that fantastic defense and then uh, had a chance to join Baltimore, and you played on arguably the second-best Ravens defense in the history of the franchise. Uh, What was it like when you joined the Ravens? What was your thought process when you decided to uh, venture to Baltimore as a free agent? Well, you know, um, I was familiar with Baltimore being in
1: Tampa Bay and we playing them. Um, You know they always had a good defense anchored by Ray Lewis and uh, the host of other people, Chris McAllister, Ed Reed. So uh, it was a good opportunity, and I had some familiarity with the coaching staff. Uh, Rex Ryan, who coached me in college, um, was familiar with me and um, just brought me in. And the guys accepted me, man, and we were able to perform well. And And really, that's about it.
0: I, I know that it was a little bit of a transition for you coming to Baltimore and uh, playing in the defense that we had at the time, which was the 3-4, which we still kind of run a variation of, you know, presently. But I know that you played in Tampa. And what was the transition for you like as a cornerback uh, going from a Tampa two defense to playing in a more intricate and and blitz heavy defense? Yeah, you know, in Tampa, we um, we rushed for
1: primarily played a lot of cover two, and really a one gap football. And when I came here, it was a lot of man to man, a lot of blitzes, a lot of zone blitzes, bringing certain guys from five, four guys from one side and different things like that. And it was extremely aggressive, but um, I, I, I adapted to it, and uh, the guys accepted me, and and really, we just uh, took off. Had a great year that year.
0: And I, you know, just when I sat down and looked at the teams that you played on, man, and and you know, really just kind of focusing on Tampa Bay, you went from playing with Derrick Brooks and John Lynch and Rondé Barber to going to playing with Ed Reed, Ray Lewis, and Chris McAllister, and that had to be, you know, just awesome as a player to really feel like hey I'm playing on two historic defenses did you did you have a learning curve coming to Baltimore or did Ray and Ed make it a little bit easier for you to transition I mean those guys those guys being
1: back there and uh being in the back half of the defense those guys are always they're always a plus however you want to put it so um it was definitely definitely a learning experience you know like you said I played with a couple of hall of famers, um, in Tampa and Warren Sapp and Derek Brooks and John Lynch and soon to be Rondé Barber. So man, it was, um, it was definitely a good time. And I learned a lot of got a lot of ball from those guys, having to study and how to take care of yourself on the
0: field and off the field. And, um, I really did enjoy it. Did, did you, uh, I know a lot, some guys hate the process, but did you take pride in being a, uh, special teams ace during your career and knowing that you can make a team playing in all four phases of special teams as well as providing help on the defense?
1: Definitely. Definitely. When I got into the NFL,
0: that's how I made it. So um,
1: special teams has always had a spe- special place in my in my heart. And I, I, I encourage these young guys these days to excel on special teams and your opportunities to play defense will come.
0: And that's how it seems like... Uh, the Ravens have always carried things is where they they go from making you earn your stripes on the special team side of the ball, and then they transition you into the defense at a more continual pace. And um, I know that you made your mark on defense, man, and you were more of a blitz cornerback when you got here than, 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 you know, coverage based on your numbers. What was it like going from playing in the Tampa defense, and then they tasked you with blitzing a lot coming – Onto the Ravens. Yeah, defense. you know,
1: in in Tampa, we blitzed a little bit, not but not as much as we did when I was with Baltimore. So um, it was definitely, definitely it was it's exciting, man. Especially when your numbers call and you get a chance
0: to
1: get them, making them throw the ball out early and getting an interception. So it's um it was definitely an adjustment an adjustment that I liked and enjoyed, and um, I just took it and
0: ran with. It. That's all you can do. I'm, you know, I was a fan of you, and I know a lot of Ravens fans are are grateful for your time here. You played on a fantastic defense. You got to play with Steve McNair. Um, what was that like? You know, seeing how the Ravens had their quite frankly their best offense that they ever put on the field that year. Um, I know that we fell short, and I'm not going to really pine on that. But what was it like watching Jamal and 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 Steve McNair and those guys on the field together when you were on the sideline? I mean, it was good complimentary football, man. We finally
1: had an offense that could complement the defense. The defense would get some three and outs or set up a score, and um then they would go out and score, and they could they were very effective at running the ball, so that's um that was definitely a help for us. and if your defense is on the sideline and your offense is moving the ball, then that's just that helping the defense um that much more.
0: I want to kind of ask you you know a little bit of off the field when um. When you were brought to Baltimore as a free agent, what what struck what stuck out to you in terms of the city or the organization itself? Like, what what drew you to want to sign here for, you know, three years of your life because you did sign a three year contract? What uh, what made you want to come here other than the the player side? What was it that was there a certain charm to it? No pun intended.
1: Uh, just really, just really the overall city. When I took a visit here, um, it was very very family oriented man you know i had a kid born here and they and they took really good care of her and treated her like family and that's really all you can ask and um you know it's hard to find loyalty in this game and i felt that they were they were a loyal organization um headed by steve Bashadi, who's without a doubt probably one of the top two owners in the business and um, he treats his players with respect and uh, i have nothing bad to say about the organization
0: uh, well, that's a, that's a fantastic thing that you keep on coming back and uh, doing charity and, and visiting and, 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 the like. When you were in your off time or when you were taking a break from the game, where were some of your favorite places to frequent in the city when you were playing here?
1: Uh, well, we really hung out a lot in downtown Baltimore and uh, my wife likes to shop and hang out. And she's originally, she's um was born in Washington, DC. So we used to have family over there and uh, definitely go over there and, hang out with the family and really just that's about it man just taking in the city and stuff
0: that's that's awesome man i'm I'm glad that they they treated you guys like family and it seems like uh not many players have many bad things to say about the organization when when they leave and and you know that's always a, a nice thing knowing that the organizations run well um i know that you came from uh cleveland and you played in pittsburgh a little bit what was it like playing for the Ravens and seeing those guys again after you played for them, it was uh, it was kind of a bittersweet. You know, those guys, man, they accepted me and
1: my family. And when it's um, time to move on, you got to move on. But I do understand it's a business, and uh, it's all love after the games and before the games. But we're in between the white lines, man. Everybody has a job to do, and
0: I just go out there and do it to the best of my ability. Because you you played in the height of what I believe to be, you know, around the height of the Ravens. Pittsburgh Steelers rivalry and um, it was intense man so I can only imagine what it's like you know being on both sides of the of the sideline for those type of games
1: yeah it is man you know um my brief stint when I did go back to Pittsburgh those guys were always asking me questions well how does Ray Lewis do this and the lovely Naja do that and um, it was definitely definitely a sight to be seen living, uh, being on both sides of the rivalry. And, uh, they definitely have a true hatred, hatred for one another.
0: And, and I wanted to kind of pick your brain about that because I know that you still pay attention to the game. And, uh, do you think that the rivalry is not as intense as it used to be because there isn't the personalities on either side of the field fueling that,
1: uh, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. You know, that's always going to be a rivalry, Baltimore and Pittsburgh. Two tough, hard-nosed, blue-collar cities, and um, those definitely, I mean, it's going to be a renewed rivalry coming this year. You got um, Lamar Jackson, and you really don't know who's going to be the quarterback up there in Pittsburgh. So um, it's always going to be a rivalry, man, and you're going to get each team's best shot.
0: You know, and and the thing is, I, I can see it from your side. But, you know, just as a fan, I'm like, you know, there's no Ray, there's no Ed, there's no Sizzle or Nada. Or Palomalu Malu, or Lamar Woodley, or uh, James Harrison, Ben Roethlisberger just retired. You know, so I was just you know wondering the the fact that there's not those marquee guys that really made the rivalry a a must see television. I didn't know if it had fallen off in the eyes of somebody that played on both teams. No, because you know what you can't you can't play the game forever,
1: and they they got some new guys that are coming in there. They've drafted a bunch of good players, and they just passing the reins on just like the Ravens have. So, you know, you know, you got now, you got Patrick Queen, you got, you got Marlon Humphrey and them guys. So um, it's definitely, definitely a renewed rivalry. You're always going to have, you're always going to have different faces in the locker room each and every year. So you just have to adapt to it.
0: While we're on the subject of the current uh, guys, what do you think about this secondary that they've put together with uh, Kyle Hamilton and Marcus Williams, add those guys to uh, the secondary that but Chuck Clark and, and Marlon and Marcus, what do you think the outlook is for those guys that they can all stay healthy on the field together?
1: Yeah. I mean, um, on paper, it looks good, but like you said before, you know, I mean, you never can have, you always got to stay healthy, healthy health plays a factor in these kind of decisions. And um, hopefully they can have a good training camp over there and gelling and be able to produ- put a productive uh, product on the field and stay healthy and get back to playing good Baltimore defense.
0: Now, you you mentioned training camp and you mentioned staying healthy. I know that you played here f- for two different head coaches. You were here for Harbaugh's first year, and uh, you were here at the tail end of Brian Billick's uh, tenure. What was the differences in their training camps? Uh, Billick was definitely more laid back. He let the he let the
1: guys be grown men at the time. You know Harbaugh getting his first um, NFL coaching uh, gig. he's tried to put his staple on there, and it was uh, it worked out. We were a tough hard no team. It was a it was a dreadful training camp. We were just talking about that the day. It was a dreadful training camp. And uh he got he made us a lot tougher, made us a lot more physical. Um, we called it bully ball. So it was uh, definitely, definitely eye-opening.
0: Wow. So I mean, by that time you hit John Harbaugh's camp, that was your eighth year in the league. And I'm pretty sure going through the camps that you went through with Billick, and then you're like, This is hell, <laughs> you know. So yeah. so I'm sure I'm sure that you know. Played a, a part in in the the toughness of the team overall, which you did state. But I, I was I was always curious because not many guys played for both Harbaugh and Billick. There's maybe a a, a dozen at the most. And Harbaugh runs a notoriously tough camp, and it seems like he kind of pulled the reins back this year. You know, based on all the injuries last year. But um, I wanted to kind of ask you, man. What what do you think of those uh, foam helmet uh, toppers that they got now in training camp?
1: Yeah, those were a topic of discussion, and um, I mean, if if I was probably wearing one of those, I would probably lead more with the head with that helmet on, knowing that it is cushioned. So I don't know if it's going to be a pro or a con, but um, it's something that they have to abide by. It's a league rule, and and uh, and. and and that's that's really about it.
0: Hey, uh, you know it just looks crazy when I'm watching camp, you know, reruns after I get off of work, and I'm just like, I know for a fact that a lot of these older guys probably detest. You know, I mean, I, I get the the safety with the concussions, but that's just a that's a that's a a wild looking item on top of the helmet. Yeah, it's like a big batting ram. Um, it's definitely, it's definitely. Um,
1: it's definitely something to get used to I've seen it in college football but this is the first year I've seen it with the pros
0: yeah that's that's a. it took a little bit of getting used to um so you you came with us again uh in 2009 after you left in 2008 I know that they kind of did like a little bit of a purge of the roster um you came back when Lord Darius Webb got hurt how did that uh how did that work out for you? Were you were you on another team's like practice squad, or were you just kind of no? Training? I was,
1: I was, yeah, I was just training at home, getting ready for the season. And uh, when he did get hurt, they called me. I came in and did a workout, and uh, the rest is history.
0: And I mean, you were a, a solid contributor to the team, and you know we, you know, we enjoyed having you as a Baltimore Raven. All these years later, you're still coming back to the team. It shows how much you know. There's a mutual love there. Um, I know that you played in, you know, a couple other leagues and stuff like that, and and to keep yourself uh, sharp. What was it like stepping away from the game? What did you What did you get yourself into once you decided to step away? And then try to. Well,
1: I. Yeah, working with guys, getting ready for the combine and um, different things like that. So uh, it's definitely definitely keep me involved in the game and just really. Um, showing the younger guys um, what it takes to achieve hopefully their dreams of playing in the NFL do you, fi-
0: do you find that you're getting guys that are more athletically sound coming to you as opposed to when you were coming in do you feel like the athletes are a little bit more advanced when you train them for, the, for their workouts
1: No, I wouldn't say advanced I would say um, coddled maybe
0: Wow, okay
1: and they're uh they're they don't take constructive criticism very well. So um they've been told we were talking about this again earlier. They've been told all their lives how they've been this and that and been given it's it's uh the transfer portal is a perfect example. Um, guys are running from the competition. I understand that if there's five different quarterbacks, but you made that decision and go in there compete and may the best man win.
0: I, I, the transfer portal is just a crazy concept to me. It's pretty much like a mulligan for recruiting all over again. If you ended up choosing someplace that you didn't, that you ended up not having, you know, to be able to work out, it's like, you can just go pick another, you know, power five conference school. And right. some, sometimes you don't even have to sit. You just go play again. And it's like, I feel like it's, it enables these kids to follow the coaches that recruited them. If they get fired mid, uh, mid, you know, in their, from their contract while these kids are in their four-year degrees.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely a wild world of sports right now, and, uh, especially in co- collegiately. So, uh, I just guess you have to adapt with it and, uh, try to make the right decision from the jump. And, uh, if not, then I guess you can transfer and go see if the grass is greener on the other side.
0: Do you, en- do you encourage your kids to, you know, the, the guys that you train, do you encourage them to make their commitments and to kind of stick to it through the adversity? Is that part of your? No, because there's going to
1: be there's going to be change. You know, coaches leave, players leave, um, just people just think different. They change their mind. Everybody's entitled to that. So, uh, you just have to do what's best for you. And if that's if that's what you do, then because at the end of the day,
0: you're the one that's going to have to live with it. I, I respect that. Has has any of the guys that you've trained over the years have they made a uh, have they made it to the NFL?
1: Yeah, I've had a couple of guys, a um, guy named Dane Bolden, who's a safety that got drafted by the New York Giants, um, a guy named Jacoby De- Durant, who got drafted by the L.A. Rams. I have a couple of guys that I have about seven or eight guys that made it to the NFL and um,
0: living, the, living a better life. Hey, that's, that's fantastic. You get to see your work still in the league, you know, 15, you know, 10 years after, you know, you decided to hang the cleats up.
1: Yep. Uh, it definitely definitely keeps you young and definitely uh, makes you want to strive
0: to help the next crew that comes in there. I I can dig it, man. So how's how's the, the retirement life been though? I know that you're a, you're a sports dad now and all that. Um, how's life in, you know, you know knowing that you don't have to put yourself through the torture anymore? Yeah, I mean it's um it's good, you know.
1: I got a couple of businesses that I have in Tampa, Florida. Uh, that's where I live at now. And uh, just uh, just taking it one day at a time, man. Get to go to all my kids' sporting events and teach them to look adversity in the face and and really it's never as bad as it seems and just teaching them life lessons that sports will teach them.
0: That's fantastic, man. you want to plug your businesses before I let you go?
1: Yeah, man. If anybody's in the Tampa, Florida area, Green Tiger, Tampa, uh, we do exterior commercial and residential real estate um, cleaning services uh, fast and effective, and, and the roofs last for three to five hours. And uh, log
0: on to tampa TampaTiger.com and, and book an appointment, free consultation. There you go. Thank you. Corey, I want to thank you for coming on, man. It was a pleasure talking to you. Uh, thank you for taking some time out of your golf game. And uh, be safe and have a great time tomorrow, man.
1: I right, appreciate it. Thanks, Baltimore.